Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. We, we started these sessions as a way of kind of, of giving back to the community as our way of sort of supporting our advertisers and, and our partners. And um, we're about a month in now, so we've, we've got a few that we've got under our belts. Um, today, we're excited to welcome uh, one of my business partners and the CEO of Not Media Group, Nikki Check. Um, I hope everyone's ready. We're going to cover a lot in about 30 minutes. I'm going to say it's, a little bit, it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster ride we're going to go through today. Uh, but our, like many companies, you know, when, when the news started coming out and the craziness all started, we, we faced the same issues everybody else is facing or, or you know, that faced and are still facing today. So, you know, we heard clients having, you know, literally the same day calling and having to stop their campaigns and pause their marketing. And, you know, part of it is that through the uncertainty, we had to decide, do you either go hide in a corner or do you roll up your sleeves and step, step up and lead? And obviously, we chose the latter to roll up our sleeves and, and, and lead. So today, we're going to look a little bit of behind the scenes, look at how our company navigated, how now navigated all this. So, so let's get started because the session is a little bit shorter, so let's get started. Um, so welcome, Nikki. So for those, I think everyone on the call probably knows who Nikki is, but Nikki is the CEO of Now Media Group. Um, she's, uh, sorry, now, now Media Group is one of the largest media and marketing agencies in the interior of British Columbia. We have offices in Cologne and Kamloops, um, over 1,200 active clients. Um, we, uh, Nikki, sorry, has been an active member of the Cologne Chamber of Commerce, Downtown Cologne Association, Cologne Women in Business, and on and on and on. There's a list I could probably spend 20 minutes talking about. She's the past president of Cologne Chamber. I think that just ended a few months ago. Uh, and now sits on uh, a board at the Central Okanagan Economic Development. So she's on Central Economic, uh, Central Okanagan Economic Development Committee Advisory Council. There you go. That's a mouthful. So, uh, so let's get started. Uh, hi, Nikki. Thank you for joining. We're both in different offices today. Um, before we get started, for those who don't know, I thought it'd be really good to take us like a little bit of a walk down memory lane and talk about the origins of Czech Creative, like how it all started. Uh, and and t- I'll talk a little bit the why, but let's start now with the how. Like, like how did this all start? That is at least a 30-minute podcast <laughs> on its own. But I, I think a, very similar to a lot of people that relocate to Kelowna. You come and you holiday here for years with your kids. You camp, you build uh, fond, beautiful memories, and then you try and shovel uh, your truck out because you know it's under that snowbank somewhere in Edmonton and then you you have that aha moment where you realize that there could be uh, a better life someplace else so we literally got out the map of BC and we picked Cologne and moved um, and I I think uh, it is such a hotbed the region is so strong and in, in entrepreneurial I don't know if it's something in the water or something in the air, but a very entrepreneurial community. Uh, took a transfer with the bank. Uh, I was with the banking um, CIBC for 12 years. And uh, during maternity leave, decided to venture into this space that I saw a lot of opportunity. And 
thought it would be neat to work for 12 and 14 hours a day for myself uh, or for our company. So that's how we started the group of companies. There's you, didn't have, you didn't have experience with making like the, the website or so did you just see an opportunity and go, wow, like no one's doing this in Kelowna? Yeah, essentially. And again, I mean, it, it's, it's a longer story, but there was, uh, there was a real desire to have uh, a vision and we were for sure a decade and a half too early and it was around connection of community. So it was before any of the social media channels were available. And contrary to what I think a lot of people believe, I think a lot of people believe we started with our web development company, which was .com media. And that isn't the case. We started with the, um, uh, the predecessor of Kelowna now, which was welcome to Kelowna.com. And it was through a passion to connect community. And it's, it's as important today uh, and you'll see through through COVID and uh, and you certainly see through the things that we do in the community. It's as important today as it was uh, when we started. And it was wanting to have a place where people could um, belong. Yeah, interesting. I know that um, one of our other partners, Jim, always says that 20, you know, success story 20 years in the making. So it's a neat story. And, and like, I agree with Nikki, probably be half hour just talking about the story of working from home and starting and dialing for eight, 12, 15 hours a day, so forth. But, but it gives everyone an idea of sort of the foundation of where, um, you know, we are today. So what we want to talk about today, so let's get into it, is more of back to those few, the early hours of when news started breaking about this pandemic. And it was fast and furious. Like, it was like literally every second there was like closures, closures, deaths. Uh, we don't know what's happening what was the state of mind of yourself and the leadership group at the time when you started hearing all this stuff? Can you bring yourself back to that time and go, you know, what, because a lot of businesses that are listening or in the market are facing face the exact same thing, right? So. Wasn't pretty. I, I mean, don't, don't make a poster of what uh, the perfect leader looks like because I will not be on that poster. Uh, absolute emotional roller coaster from uh you know the stages you're in shock you're in disbelief you don't believe uh that everything you've worked so hard for uh could be could be over it's you're you're trying to absorb the information that's coming in and and to really understand the the enormous impact that this is going to have on the business and and there isn't there isn't a turn to page 43 in the procedures manual. Oh, do this uh, for an epidemic. So we, I can tell you on our SWOT analysis, we were, we were, and always do look towards um, uh, the, the economy. What, what are we looking at? Especially in, in sectors where we're extremely diversified operating in many different, as you know, many different sectors. And we choose that to try and even out that curve so that we're not at peaks and valleys so that we're, we're stronger um, consistently to be able to move through, through different sectors. So to have, to have something on a SWOT analysis like like uh, like an epidemic did not did not did not see that train coming. But I think you're, one of the things that maybe you can speak to is that 
the strengths of each of the people on the leadership team where, you know, if you kind of take back to the, that, that time that you, you could draw on even more. So if you're, if you're a sole proprietor, it's a little bit harder. There's nowhere for you to turn sometimes, but when you have a team, a leadership team that you can turn to and, 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 and pull their strengths in at times like this are more important than ever. And, and for clarity, it's, it's probably important to know that our leadership team isn't, isn't an ownership team. It's those individuals that, that have stepped up uh, that want to have an impact in um, the direction of the company. So those are the, those are the people that are at our table. And to your point, it's, it's interesting when you go through those, those uh, phases of emotion and, and when one or a number of us were down, there were others up pulling you up. Come on, scrape <laughs> off your knees, get up, you can do this. And, and the second you'd come up, then it would be an opportunity for others to go down. So it was, I mean, it's interesting to reflect on it. There were, um, you know, there were conversations as crazy as, and I, I probably drove them. That's it. Close it all. Sell everything. Get a plot of land. Live off the grid. Disconnect. Done. Um, to the extreme of, of taking over the world in some of the work that we do and everything in between. So it was, it was, and I think continues to be a bit of an emotional roller coaster for every business. Well, it's, it's easy. It's easy not to do anything. That, that's you know for sure and i think a lot of business owners are facing that right even now even though there's a little bit of a reopening starting i think a lot of businesses still don't even know if they can open again right so i could see that being um that, that maybe you can speak to a little bit though is that you mentioned before because we have now media group is six different divisions is that we're able to draw on the some divisions are affected more obviously um our events division level up is you know couldn't happen because of what happened, but our agency, the agency side did all right, right? So supporting clients. So we were able to kind of navigate the different divisions differently as well. Um, so again, working with, we have well over 1200 active clients. I get to meet, well, <laughs> I used to get to meet in person about 500 businesses a year through all sorts of sectors. And I, I tell you, like even, even what we, went through and are going through in our six divisions, it isn't even close to what some sectors are, are facing. And, and, you know, you look at the events division or you look at anything that has gatherings, wedding, uh, event planners, suppliers, musicians, anything in there, there, I mean, it's still up in air and what it's going to be. So uh, it's with great gratitude um, that I am relieved that of the six divisions, although the events division is, is definitely not going to achieve any of the goals that we set out for it uh, over the next 12 or 18 months, um, the other divisions did relatively well. And that's, that's interesting, especially when you take it, uh, a peek through the window of media, because the media side, our now platform side, like cement wall, dead stop, immediate uh, drop. I mean, we, we were opening spreadsheets the first day 
trying to track cancellation orders and pause orders that were coming in. So that was, um, that was significant. Again, thankfully, we have uh, the diversity that we do in the, in the businesses that we operate and, and we were able to come in on the agency side and continue to work with companies that were still listed as um, uh, essential services and be able to continue to do work on those, uh, on those campaigns. And honestly, if, I mean, if you had a portfolio that had maybe, you know, 50, 60, 100 clients in it, I, I, I just can't imagine how difficult that is or was during that time. Uh, and again, the, the print division, you look at, uh, I mean, look at the signage around COVID everywhere from the floor um, uh, stickers telling people how far to space to all of the, the marketing or or instructional material that's out there. So we um, we we did fine, uh, and it's just a, a matter of uh, what I'm most excited about is the opening up the opportunities that have come out of this and uh, our path forward. I'm really excited. There's interesting stuff we say on the media side. But, uh, the now side is that it's probably the most traffic media has ever seen but probably the lowest revenue a lot of media have ever seen at the same time which is interesting right so well uh, in our yeah so here you look at the now platforms that has historically been subsidized uh by the agency the agency has been able to pay for the amount of reporters that we have we have one of the largest newsrooms in the interior and uh when we did our round of layoffs, the very first thing that was affected was sales. That's, that's where we did our, our layoffs or anything that was supporting those, those um, campaign accounts. We never uh, laid off in our newsroom. Our newsroom was uh, all hands on deck. We had, we had as many stories being published as we could. And um, I think if I looked at the numbers, March, same time last year was 5.5 million on the now platform uh and it was 9.4 or 9.6 million in march this year so not surprising uh many people were consuming as much information as they could about uh about that and we were doing everything in our power to keep stories coming in that were announcing of closures or sectors or um uh unfortunately the the curve and the deaths and yeah. doing everything we could to to share that information you mentioned having to lay staff off um i know from a business owner that's one of the hardest things a business owner has to do period and we, we knew we, we were hoping it was going to be uh, short term um but can you can you talk around the the expense cutting because that was a focus and i know one of your focuses was you know, how do we make sure we, we manage our expenses through this as best as possible? So, which is not an easy thing to do, right? So it's not. And, and again, one of the things that, that, um, attributes to the success of the organization is, is the leadership's, um, commitment to being very informed and well aware of, uh, expenditures and revenues. Uh, we watch those accounts, we watch accounts receivable really closely. We watch all those accounts closely and, and we did, we needed to open up that spreadsheet and we had to cut 
everywhere and everything. And we were, I'm not talking, you know, thousands of dollars here. I'm talking about looking at moving um, some of our subscription accounts. It's a, it's a necessary software that you have uh, or um, a solution that you use to operate the company, moving those from $200 a month to $30 a month. That was like a win. So you were, you were slashing absolutely uh everywhere that you could because you you it's simple math either you make more money or you spend less money and um we did what i think every every business did or needed to do to try and get to the other side of this and it's it was literally uh just survive today and make it to tomorrow and then start again and it it literally was a day at a time did um, can you speak around the uh, ability to access funding? I know, like the way subsidy program, but the, the there was some difficulty with some of the programs that were announced that that it would made it really hard for businesses to even access funding. So first, I will uh, give kudos to our uh, corporate institution, which is um, financial institution, which is RBC. They have been incredible uh to work with they've been so supportive uh you know i can't even imagine the volumes of asks they get and you email or you put in a call and you have an immediate response so they were wonderful in um um pushing forward the loans putting pause on some of our equipment loans and just moving those to interest only so that was that was incredibly helpful uh the wage subsidy program, uh, again, extremely helpful, fairly easy to navigate through. We um, didn't qualify for a number of programs because of the size of the company. We're, we're right in the middle. We're not, we're, we're too big to um, qualify for anything for small business and we're much too small for anything for large business. So we're, we're in this chunk that we don't, we don't qualify for a lot of the programs. Where I did have um, real challenges and I heard them a lot from other businesses was the funding that was coming from the government was being uh, managed through uh, BDC. And uh, I looked at the application process, I looked at the personal guarantees that you had to give and uh, I felt that our business was, was strong and has a history of being uh, a, an outstanding, well-run organization. And I did take exception to the, to the requirements within the uh, lending program and, and we chose not to proceed with any of it. It, it seemed extremely intense and I would even uh, maybe say unnecessary. Yeah, and I think we've been hearing that a lot from other businesses as well. Just really hard to access some of those dollars for sure. Totally difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know, see, I told you it was going to go fast. We're down to our last almost 10 minutes. But one of the things I know that was one of our focuses was to help other businesses. That was one of the first things we said. We're like, our, our, our goal is to, like, we need to help the community, our business community get through this. So what are some of the things that were implemented by Now Media Group, either through Now Cities or the agency, initiatives that saw direct assistance to local business or help local businesses? Um, there was quite a few initiatives that we came up with. And again, one of the, one of the things that I'm so proud about in our, in our organization is 
very much about fostering ideas. Uh, we can take a, a, a strategy or an idea and it can be initiated and executed like within hours. We've always been good at that. And uh, around the table, we were hearing um, wanting to support uh, our restaurant uh, businesses. And so we literally spun up um, a directory that managed um, sending people to restaurants that were nearby them. Uh, and I mean, we were populating that directory and we had it up within a day, letting people know who was um, doing takeout, who was doing delivery, how to access them on Skip the Dishes and other, other channels. We tried to publish as much as we could. That directory had enormous traffic. And it was, again, it was interesting. One of the, one of the takeaways, uh, very analytical by nature, I, I like to dive into data. And I found it so interesting when I looked at the, uh, I want to say at least a hundred restaurants we had in that directory, maybe just shy of. And uh, a weekend, I'd look to see which were most popular, and it was it was fascinating to to me to see that they were around the landmark district, and the, and then you get to um, connect some possibilities. If you look at your business district areas, it makes sense that. Uh, Landmark still had a good significant amount of business people coming into work uh, and were needing food. So anyway, the restaurant directory, we spun up really quickly. We put together a um, online shopping e-commerce store. And this one's interesting to me because Canada is um, not as quick to adopt technology. I mean, when we were going through directories, I'm still shocked to see the number of companies that don't even have a website, uh, let alone uh, uh, comments around email addresses and things like that. So we wanted to try and get businesses that had their retail stores closed, that had products to sell, the ability to sell like immediately. So if they emailed in, they didn't have to have a merchant account. They didn't have to have uh, an e-commerce store. We just put them into this Kelowna Now uh, e-commerce store uh, and then only um, had fees associated to it if something was sold. So we tried to get people online getting even $10 into their account or $20 into their account. So again, gift certificates and products is what we brought forward. And then the, the one area that I really enjoyed was we brought up a, a Kelowna Strong section within Kelowna Now, and it was, to, it was to tell those positive stories of what people and businesses are doing within the community to support each other. And, and that is really the essence of Kelowna Now. We know we have to tell devastating news. We know we have to tell fires and destructions and um, tragedy, but we, we are always, always committed to, to telling those, those good news stories and those got uh, and still continue to have really good traction. And it's just part of mental health. I think. For sure. Yeah. And I think I know there's lots more other things we could cover as well that we're working on as well as we speak. But um, one of the most challenging, I think, from a business owner is that 
the uncertainty. That's always fun because you just don't know. Even even today, as businesses start to open, there's still uncertainty about some of them, like what they should do and what they can't do. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure. I mean, it's not the easiest question, but how do you, like, from a from a leadership point of view, a business one? owner point of view like how do you navigate with clarity through this like you know what I mean how do you like with so much uncertainty uh, you know we've been in business 20 plus years now so you've been through downturns before probably unlike this there's you know but how do you how do you navigate with clarity through a, a, a downturn like this to, to make sure that you're staying positive as best as possible and coming out the other side so from our perspective in the in the in the um, landscape that we operate in uh, we've always been good at listening. So when we're making our care calls, we're making the call to the clients and the businesses that we serve uh, to check in and see how they're doing. And, and when, you, when you listen, you will be given cues on, on what you need to do. So if we look at those, I mean, we started, we started making care calls probably March 19, March 20. So this hit around March 12th, I think. Uh, Again, it was really to be that ear to listen so that you weren't alone. um, At least that was the essence of what we were hearing. They just wanted someone to talk to because a lot of these companies are solopreneurs. And and as you navigate that path through today, you see every day I can say was uh, at least at the later stage, the last four weeks, every day was better than the day before. And you began to get clarity and you began to get hope and you began to see the path through to the other side of this. Um, with respect to sectors that that were mandated to close uh, and having clarity in in moving forward in their businesses. Uh, I mean, I can just speculate on what I think I would do. I would would consume as much information as I could around uh, my professional sector and try and uh, create a process that I thought would be dictated or coming down, try and err on the side of more caution than not to try and bring my business back online but but it's tough they're not hearing like our our um dental practices or even our restaurants the the biggest thing we're hearing is that they don't know what they can do or not do and so i think you just have to try and put some judgment into into place and try and uh reopen i know i would yeah, and it's, it's, I think we've been saying around the office for a while, during this times like this, you can become an expert at TikTok or you can work on your business, right? So, and that's what you're saying is, is you know, even if you're mandated to close, if you can, it, it's a time now to really work on your business and, and be prepared. So when, if this, because we'll probably see another one of these in our lifetime, right? Or, you know, so you need to be prepared for the next one, the next thing that might happen as well. And we're really excited uh, over this time. We did get to sit at tables and dive into our company and, and we're bringing a number of uh, initiatives forward that we're really excited about uh, um, and more to come on that. 
Yeah, we'll have to have another session on that one. <laughs> um, before we just wrap up, I do have a couple last questions. Is how are what some suggestions do you have to businesses? Because um, I know one of your focuses obviously is on the sales side and, and, and client care. You use the word care calls, which is great. Is that how do you stay connected with clients right now? What are ways that we can stay? You, the team has been able to stay connected through this whole time and, and, and making sure that we're there to support them in any way we can. Our team? Our team and our clients. How are we supporting our clients? Yeah. So uh, we're looking at ensuring that we're putting calls out, emails out, we're connecting with them, we're getting a gauge of where they're at and seeing what we can do to help support them. Uh, again, if we look at... Uh, if we look at our divisions and our group of companies, we're reaching out to our clients. We're trying to help them with Zoom. We're trying to help them uh, come on your Business Matters sessions to try and talk about their industries and their sectors. We're trying to make sure that they're in um, checking in opportunities and focuses. So again, just trying to really put the spotlight on them and, and listen. Again, we're listening. If there's an opportunity for um, them doing something good in the community that we're hearing, we're connecting that over to Dory to make sure that it's fed into that clone a strong section. Uh, so again, just trying to give every opportunity to every one of our businesses to get on a stage. There's tons of stages that we have in the company and we're trying to make sure that we're getting them there so that they're heard. And again, the numbers, the numbers are going to be, I think are going to be quite shocking when we see how many businesses actually make it through this and how many don't. We look at the city of Kelowna, the number of businesses, business licenses. And I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see a decrease of, you know, 20%. 25% of business licenses over the next 12 months. That's devastating. Uh, it depends on what side of the table you're on. It, it could be an opportunity for those that stay in the industry and stay in the sector for acquisition of clients and um, maybe new product or revenue lines. So it could be, it could be an opportunity for some, but I think, I think it's concerning when we have anyone in community that's not going to make it. I think it's, I think it's devastating. So on that note, the last question then is how, how do we support? What's the best way for businesses to support other local businesses to make sure that we can help the, the ones that are struggling get through this? Like what, what are some ways that you, know, you could give to people who are listening to this of, of, of helping out the best way they can? So I know through the, the now platform, we're going to be trying to uh, focus on sectors that are coming in and putting that spotlight on businesses. And I think as, as residents within the community, uh, we would have traveled, we would have gone to San Fran and uh, um, different Mexico. We would have spent money traveling. We do need to be tourists in our own city and we do have to go out and, and support those businesses. So again, um, any reason to buy flowers and send them to someone that's made a difference to you, do it, do it, pick a local company, um, make sure and order from them. Uh, again, restaurants, when they open, get out, get out and get out in the community and support those businesses. So uh, as sectors are coming on and opening up, uh, just see if there's some way you can, buy a service from them, whether you need it or not. We have to 
it's the traveling of that dollar. We have to take that dollar and spend it and they'll spend it and they'll spend it sort of within the bubble of our community. We really need to do that. And I think, I think one of the things I find most fascinating about this community, I can hear a fundraising initiative that has a, a funding campaign of, oh, I don't know, cool $6 million and we'll have it done by fall. It gets done. This community is, I mean, maybe we live in a little bubble, uh, but I like the bubble and I like how supportive the community is and it's, um, it's going to take a village uh, to support each other. And I know, I know we will do it. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that's the underlying theme from all the calls that I've been doing is that everyone saying support local. Like if, um, if you don't have to order from Amazon, go down to your local retailer, whatever it may be, and spend those dollars as best as possible because that's what's going to help. Every little penny counts right now. Like, you know, we, I've heard businesses, you know, they stop their coffee service to save themselves 80 bucks in the month. It's just every little bit's helping for sure, right? So, Absolutely. So just re-looking at uh, your suppliers when you start to bring contracts back on, just do that exercise of, is there someone in the community uh, that I can transition this service over to? Uh, to make sure that those dollars are staying here. Yeah, that's actually that's good advice. Well, thank you, Nikki. See, I told you it would go fast. Half hour is already up, so we might have to do part two uh, when we got some new initiatives to announce too. So thank you for joining. I know that you're busy and, and um, hopefully there's some valuable information for people that were tuning in. Uh, we're back tomorrow at 10 a.m. with a session with uh, Darcy Nairos from Nairos and Soaps. We're gonna talk about um, the real estate market and some really neat, um, uh, initiatives that they're working on right now that I think people will want to hear about. So thank you for spending the half hour with us. Um, if there's any other topics you guys want us to cover, please do let us know and reach out and let us know. Um, we understand the value of the community is why we're doing this and we want to support each other in any way we can to get connected. So have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to Business Matters. Thanks, Thanks. Rob. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.